the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. By Christian Principles. The following program is sponsored by Grace Church, Dumfries, Virginia. Grace Church, real people, real lives. Grace Church, real lives, real change. Grace Church, real people, real lives, real change. Hello, and welcome to Grace for Today with Dr. Derek Greer. Hear this message and more online at gracechurchva.org. Here's Dr. Greer. When you pray for people, it's not until their problem becomes your own that you can help. I mean, we pray for the wayward and, oh, she on drugs. I don't know. Oh, Lord, help her on drugs. Tell nasty attitude. God ain't going to hear you. Oh, he's cheating on her husband. He ain't homosexual. Whatever. No, your heart ain't right. God ain't hearing you. It's not until you identify. And you can feel it yourself. That you get moved in your stomach for the issue that person's facing. And you own it. You ain't better than nobody. Somebody prayed for your sorry behind. They sure did. They did. While you were off in your sin and in your mess, somebody prayed for you. So you ought to be a get down off your high horse and feel somebody else's pain. Maybe they're not as smart as you, not as bright as you, but I tell you what. All have sinned and fallen short. And let me tell you something. If you can't identify with a sinner, you need to get out of ministry. Don't you dare wear the Christian T-shirt because you're a mockery to the faith. I got serious before I intended to. Sit down before we, so we can move, move, move forward. She said, Lord, help me. Digs in. And he answered and, and said, and I, I can't prove this from Scripture, but I think he either had a smile on his face or a gleam in his eye. He was like, come on, girl, you can do this. You can do this. You see, conventional wisdom said that, you know, he was a Jew. She was a Gentile. You know, you're, you're white or, or he's black or, or Asian or Latin. I don't know. Whatever the issue is, that there's supposed to be some major cultural hurdles that you're not supposed to get past. And he was like pulling, come on, mama, you can get past this. You can, here is the facts. Here are the facts. This is what culture is saying. And he speaks it. He said, it's not good. How many of you know God is good? Okay. It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Obviously, Jesus doesn't subscribe to our modern notion of self-esteem at all costs. Jesus just spoke the truth and let it land where it may. You see, his assignment was first to the covenant people, then to the Gentile, first the Jew, then the Greek. You said, that ain't right. Why ain't that right? These are Abraham's children. 
They had a covenant with God, and they bore the brunt of the Scriptures. The, the Holy Scriptures were written through them. They were, they were custodians of the Holy Writ, the Holy Word, attacked by nations around them because of their divine identity. And, and why should they not be first? But for some reason, whatever doesn't serve my personal self-esteem, whenever I'm not first and I'm not number one, I'm out of there. I'm th- no, 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 no. Listen. I don't care if I'm number two, number three, no, as long as you get to me, Lord. As long as I'm in the room and I'm in the number, I don't care your order. But she wasn't all offended. Well, you know what? I'm not number one. She didn't back away. He was like, listen, my ministry's first. The prophets have spoken. It's first to the Jews. Then the Gentiles. Then he looked at it like what? See, y'all got the wrong Jesus posted up on, on, on your walls and in the pictures in your houses. My Jesus was like, what, what, what? But watch it, watch it, watch it, because we're going to learn something. And she said, how dare you? No. Yes, Lord. In spite of what would be considered insensitivity by today's standards. She still called him Lord. When you don't understand, when you don't get it, when God's ways seem offensive, can you still call him Lord? I remember, you know, really about 15 years ago or so, maybe a little bit more, I was still sick in body. The doctor said, no, look, buddy, you just got to live with that. My marriage was strained. Church was declining. You know, late at night, the kids would be in bed and my wife would fall asleep. And quietly, I'd go off into our little closet and i close the door. And i begin to worship. And every time before I worshiped, I remember the words of Job. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You see, sometimes I don't understand his hand. But I've learned to trust his heart. And even though it looks like he's trying to destroy me and kill me, even though it looks like he's not for me, God, I will trust you. But pay attention to who's doing this. It's not a Jewess. This is a Gentile. And and this is the contrast, and this is why it's recorded in Scripture. It's amazing sometimes we get so churchy and, and we stop seeing and we stop acting normal. So God had to get someone outside of the covenant, someone who didn't feel entitled, and use her attitude to instruct us. She said, yes, Lord. And what she was saying is, you know, it's true. I'm a Greek. My culture is offensive. I'm a sinner from a family of sinners. My mama's a sinner. My daddy's a sinner. My uncle's a sinner. And all my kids, sinners. She didn't fight. Talking about, don't call me. No, 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 no. Jesus, alluding to her doggishness, you think is, how could he say that? We're all dogs. I I know. (laughs) We are a mess. 
And until you admit it, you can't quit it. So he's like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it what it is. And how you respond to the truth is going to determine whether or not you receive. But again, the cult of self-esteem says, make me feel good. As long as I look well and, and I come off well, then, Lord, you know, you're not God. I'm not God. And I don't care what your bag is or what your sin is. You need to call it what it is. And it's only after you call it what it is that you get the help that you need. And thank you for that, that you know. Stay with me. She said, yes, Lord. Okay. I'm a sinner. I'll accept that. The people are sinners. But, um, Lord, may I use your own words? This is really, really important. You see, the biggest problem most of us have in prayer, not you, the person next to you, <laughs> is we don't use God's word in our prayers. We'll reason. We'll negotiate. We'll use cliches like, you know, uh, give me a good cliche. It just escaped me. What's that? Yeah, yeah, God helps those who help themselves. That's Benjamin Franklin. It's not in the book. It's not in the book. That's Ben. The book of Ben. But, but let me read you something. Psalms 138, verse 2. For you, O Lord, have magnified your word above all your name. Meaning... God honors his words above all of his attributes. That's important. If you get hold of God's word, you get hold of him. Meaning, even if God wanted to kill you, God said, well, you know what? I said, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Even if God felt like, you know, I just want to. If everything righteous and holy in him wanted to grab you up and just obliterate you, he holds his word above his very character, his name. So he would check himself based on his word. Yeah. That's why when the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was, Jesus is the word, God will check himself based on Jesus. So faith in Christ is one of the most powerful things you could ever, you know, God's a holy God. He liked to, to, to stomp some stuff out. But he sent his word. And he promised, you know, whoever looks to him, you know, I will not be ashamed. So even though I might deserve X, Y, and Z, if the word promises me A, B, C, I'm trusting ABC. She speaks back to Jesus. The religious spirit's gone because now the woman's here. And she's talking business. She said, okay, Lord, I'll be a dog. But yet even the little dogs. Okay, Lord, I'll be a sinner. But didn't you say you came to seek and to save the Lord? Didn't you say you came to save sinners? So I don't mind being called what you call me because I know what you said about those you called those names. 
And the reason why we reject those names that were supposed to come our way is because we don't believe that God's a Savior. All right, all right, okay, all right. She throws the word back at her. She said, okay, I'll be a dog. But yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. You see, he broke through the religious facade. But now she's thinking like a person who has sense. And she's like, okay, okay. You know what? I'll be that. But, but, but what did you promise to people like that? So, Lord, call me whatever you need to call me. And I will take hold of the promise for people in that category. And there's no category of people. No sin too great. No thing so bad that God doesn't have it covered. Do you understand? Verse 28, and this is important because we finally get to the good part. Then after all that, Jesus answered and said to her, Oh, woman, that's a respectful statement. Lady, great is your faith. Meaning Jesus was pulling for her all the time. Sometimes your greatness can be blocked by your taking up an offense. You will never get to greatness being so easily offended. You got to give God a chance to make sense of it. Sometimes when I'm going through, I don't get it. And it looks like God has abandoned me. It looks like God. But when I get to the other side, it's amazing how all of a sudden I see things differently. He looked at her and said, oh, woman, great is your what? Faith, and what he was trying to say, listen, listen, lady, you don't have to do all that screaming. You don't have to work that hard with me. All I need you to do is take me out your word, my word. And, and you don't have to work that hard. Just, just take, take the Lord at his word. In Jesus' name, it's all well, it's all well, it's all well, it's all well. All right, it's all well. He looked at her and said, Great is your faith. Again, I want to circle back and we're going to bring it in today. He did not say, great is your need. See, a lot of people in her neighborhood had the same need. The kids went to the same school, came home with the same problems. He didn't say great is your need. He said, great is your what? Faith. She got results because she exercised faith. Now, we go to prayer, God, I need, I need, and God says, show me your faith, your faith, your faith. The kingdom of heaven doesn't work based on need. If it did, as I said earlier, there wouldn't be hunger, there wouldn't be hurt. Man, there's so much need on this planet, but God is... Silent. The way the kingdom operates, the spiritual realm operates, is faith. And you got to tap into that kingdom by faith. Not emotion, not yelling. This woman, her doctrine was right. Her, Her verbiage was right. Everything she said was right. But Jesus was looking for faith. And he let some circumstances arise that pulled that faith out of her. 
and it was demonstrated in a profound way. He said, great is what? Your faith. And we're through here. What distinguishes regular faith from great faith? Only two people in the Bible does Jesus say have great faith. Both of them were Gentiles. One was a centurion, and the other is this woman. Jesus did not have an ethnic or racial issue. Because when these people were willing to, to get past some of the, the, the things that would hinder most people, he called them great. How many of you would like God to call you great? Yeah. He said, great is your faith. Number one, you want to know what distinguishes great faith from regular faith? Great faith is not easily offended. It's not, it gets over offense. Life is too short for me to be offended with you all the time. Matter of fact, you win if I stay offended because I'm not happy. Offended people are not happy people. Number two, great faith is concerned with the needs of others. She brought the need of her daughter, the centurion, the need of, of one of his servants. Number three, great faith requires great desire. This woman wanted it. This woman was passionate. She even was willing to make some mistakes before she got it. And Jesus corrected her all the way. And finally, he walked her to that place where she could receive results. Jesus says it a little bit clearer here. He said, woman, let it be to you as you desire. Perseverance, humility, trust is how she got it, what she wanted. It wasn't her screaming. It wasn't her yelling. It was she was willing to push through, press through, take hold, say, I trust you even though I don't quite get this. Watch the results. And her daughter was healed that very hour. How many of you have some issues that need to be healed this very hour? Yeah. This message is for you. Faith is a bridge between where you are and where God wants you to go. And unless you take that first step over the bridge, you can't get to where God wants you to go. When I was a kid, I was afraid of bridges. In fact, I used to have a recurring nightmare that I get on a bridge in a car. I don't know how I was driving at six or seven, but I was driving a car. And right when I got over dark water, the bridge would break away and my car would, would either fall into the water and I wake, or wake up right before I, I landed and all the rest. But bridges can be scary. When wind starts blowing, it can be shaky. But faith is the only way to get to the other side. And, and your daughter's healed is very, but, but, but only after she was willing to get on the bridge of faith. Only after she was willing to trust. And the only way you're going to bridge this thing, the only way you're going to get to the other side of this thing, is you can scream as much as you want. You come up with your reasons, your rationalizations. You, you can come up with great arguments in prayer. But you're not going to cross it until you start to believe. And faith is not just based on faith. It's based on God's word. And when you say, Lord, your word's going to be a bridge over this situation. I got some trouble, water, Lord, and, and you're going to be my bridge, Lord. You're going to get me. Lord, your word says, I know what the doctor, your word said, by your stripes. Your word says, 
that that jailer, his whole household was saved. So, so you know, Noah, his whole family was saved. His, his, his kids were trifling. When they got out of the boat, there was some big, big stuff happening. Stuff I didn't want to talk about happened with some of his boys. But his whole family got on the ark of safety. So, Lord, if you could do that for Noah, if you can do that for that, Lord, you could do it for me. My whole household will be saved. But, but his word has to be the bridge, and you got to believe it. This woman, I don't ever intentionally just like to offend people. That ain't my thing. But the reality is truth can be offensive. Truth is, is brittle. It just breaks. It's not something that's flexible. When it comes to truth, just like I, I can't move off that. And, and I, 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 kindness, love, but truth is truth. How many of you have ever had an experience with gravity? Because I expected more hands to go up. Gravity. It's these braces in my mouth that make it unclear. That's what it is. Gravity can be offensive. As you get older, things that used to be up start coming down. Gravity can take a toll. On people. Let me come down here so I'll be quiet. <laughs> okay. I mean, because of gravity, I, I, I've tripped, I've fallen, I've, I've bled, I've hurt. Gravity at times has offended me. Do you know without gravity, we couldn't have this meeting today? I'd be floating off that way, you'd be floating off that way. Without gravity, I couldn't eat food, I couldn't digest food, it wouldn't go down, it'd just keep coming up. Even though gravity has done some things that, that, that sometimes it just offended me a little bit. It's really still my best friend. Gravity is truth. And if you use it rightly, it'll work for you. But it can also work against you. Just go up into your house today and go up to the second floor and walk off that roof. And you will discover... That truth is no, gravity is no respect of person. I don't care how much gravity likes you. I don't care how long you've known each other. When you violate that law, the consequences. And that's a tough part of the gospel. There's truth. And it doesn't move. I, I could be, you know, the governor of the state of Virginia. Just because I'm a governor doesn't mean gravity is going to work for me or just, just the way it does. I does it doesn't care about titles. Doesn't care about what church you attend. It's a law. It's truth. In fact, we could outlaw gravity today. We could all write our senators. Let's outlaw this. Gravity is a bad thing. It hurt me. Gravity's not even going to be phased. Going to keep on walking, working. Forgive me. Just keep doing what it does because it's a law. Truth is that way. And we are not to try to bend the truth. Instead, we are to conform to truth. You understand what I'm saying? In life. We talked about a lot of things today. But I hope underneath it all, you heard me talking about attitude. And sometimes we can't really have a conversation with God because our feelings would be so hurt. God can't tell us half the truth because, oh, God's like, man, I want to be able to talk to you. I want you to get real with me. I, I, I want this thing to develop, but you can't be so sensitive. 
This last part of the message, I don't even know how I got off all the way on this, this track. Yeah. What I would like all of us to leave here thinking, the earth doesn't revolve around me or you. If I die tomorrow, it'll keep spinning. The sun's going to come up and go down. Wind's going to blow. Waves are going to roar. What matters is God and his truth. So here's the deal. What's your relationship with truth? Are you adjusting it, trying to twist it to make it fit you? Or are you adjusting yourself to fit it? In these last moments, if you had an encounter with absolute truth, and all of your faults were brought before God, would you be in a position that you have already put God's word on it? Because when you come before God with sin, wrong, it's something instinctive, it's unrighteous, get away, depart. But when you put God's word on it, Jesus came to seek and said, Lord, you said if I confess my sin, you'll be faithful and just to forgive it. In spite of, Lord, what I deserve, I'm willing to trust your word. Hi, this is Dr. Derek Greer. If you've been blessed by us, connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Grace Church VA. We hope you were encouraged by today's teaching. You can get your copy of this teaching on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's gracechurchva.org. Subscribe to our website to learn more about Grace Church, and you can get directions, free downloads, and more. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Grace Church VA. That's Grace Church VA. We invite you to worship with us here at Grace Church on Sunday or Wednesday. We are just minutes from Potomac Mills and Quantico Marine Base. We look forward to seeing you here at Grace, where we are real people with real lives, experiencing real change. That's our time for today. Thank you to the partners of Grace for Today and the Ministry Minute. Your loving contributions and commitment help us continue to stay on the air and reach people all around the world. And together, we are making a difference. Join us in the Word again tomorrow here on Grace for Today. Grace Church, real people, real lives, real change. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.